When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. No music, no intro. Another episode of Hashtag Saints Twitter Podcast. We had to get we had to get our boy Kevin Patra on. Um, we tried we you know we tried to get him on for the for the Lions Saints preview. Um, had an emergency, couldn't happen. But we wanted Kevin on. The Saints are in their bye, and they have their own set of drama that they that they have. Ryan and I are going to get to that later. But right now, we want to. We just want to talk with Kevin, like just about macro, like around the league, like just thoughts and just terms of just NFL in general. Like, but I, I, I do want to. I, I want to say this before I forget. Um, like, rest in peace, uh, Von McClure. Oh um, yeah, man. Beat, beat writer who covered uh, the Falcons um, for ESPN uh, passed away today at forty eight. Um, just, just terrible news. And so yeah. uh, my thoughts and prayers and all of our thoughts and prayers go out to, to his family and, and, and may he rest in peace. Yeah, man. He's such a good guy. You, you know, like, uh, so my job is aggregating a lot of stuff. And I, I swear every time that I would quote his, like one of his stories on the Falcons or whatever, he would DM me and be like, Hey man, thanks for, for linking me out, linking out to me and mentioning my name and everything every single time. That's the kind oh. of guy he was like, stand-up guy all around 100% gave it everything he had I mean it's it's really really sad like whatever happened like man it's not yeah. it sucks yeah it sucks it does um so I mean it sucks and you just you just never know you know obviously live right. life to the fullest and you know treat treat every day you know the best you can um so like let's let's dive into it like when when I just say the NFL to you, Kevin, right now, do you want to start with like teams and records, or do we are we want to start with pandemic? Like mm-hmm. where where should we start? I mean, let's why don't we start with a little bit of both? Like like the Titans, man, they oh. look freaking good. Like considering they hadn't practiced in two weeks, um, did not expect them to play as well as they did. I kind of expected them to win but I did not expect them to roll over an undefeated Bills team and look as good doing it, you know, without Simmons in the middle on defense and never have not having practice and missing Corey Davis and missing Humphrey. And, you know, it it just speaks to the type of team that they have and what they can do. Uh, I mean, that was a, 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 a put your stamp on the league. Let everybody know we're for real game given the circumstances. I didn't see it, but I, 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 I saw enough of it. I just, oh, like, they are just so annoying. Now. Oh, I get, I get you. I like, get, it, I feel it. it's just like, 
I, I look at it as like you, and I, I mean, I, the fact that they were, I won't say negligent, but in a way negligent sure. and just completely gave two shits about playing football in a pandemic after there was an outbreak. And then there was like the, the practices or that took right. place and right. that was like organized. And so now they're like making themselves out to be like the bad guy. Like, that like, see that that's that's the part of it that I don't like, I don't get. And the fans like are what? all like, <laughs> the fans are all pissed off about everybody making fun of them. But like you're you're right. They did they did do it. Whether they were knew they were supposed to or not, they had a practice outside of protocol, which every team knows they're not supposed to. Uh, I, I mean, agreed. The the whole like us against the world mentality is kind of a little bit like eyebrow raising. Like what? really, you guys, <laughs> really, really, you guys, like what? <laughs> yeah. You guys forced the league to readjust like twelve other teams, so you know, and, and you're we're sitting here watching football on a Tuesday, so <laughs> right, yeah. So I get that side, but from a purely football perspective, like, yeah, yeah. Tannehill looked great. Um, you know, yeah, Brown, they're, they're Brown coming easily, back healthy is huge. They're easily a, a top echelon AFC, AFC AFC team, like without question. Yes. Agreed. Especially when you think about how they dealt with. Uh, with the Ravens last year, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't think anybody would have pissed. I mean, I'm sure some people did pencil him in as a Super Bowl contender, but you, they start kind of start to make you look at him a little seriously, like, okay, they, they really right. might have something here, you know? And I, I think, you know, and we kind of overlooked the clowny signing because it happened so late. And yes, he doesn't get the sacks and stuff, but he works with Vrabel so well, like Vrabel knows how to use him to get the most, like he moves him around a lot more than like you've seen in the past few years, once Vrabel left um, Houston and he could just like, you like, okay, we know you're not going to get sacks, but here, here rush from the middle on third down and, and push the pocket for us and we'll throw somebody else out the edge. And like, I just think that they're so much smarter than they come off like, as a team. And like, they can bash you in the face with Henry and then they can, you know, send AJ Brown deep and he'll run you over too. like, I just think there's such a physical team in a finesse league now that they yeah, bring something yeah. to the table that nobody else, like, especially during the regular season, like you're not preparing for that. Like it's like one of those matchup bad matchups for most teams. Cause you're not, you're not going to oh, be yeah. prepared off of one week. Cause you were just playing, you know, you were playing the chiefs the last, last week and you were preparing for something completely different. So I just think they bring something different and, and you add in the COVID like how they screwed everyone over and don't think they screwed everyone over, but they did. But, you know, that aspect is just – it's just fascinating that, you know, it, it took five weeks, but, you know, the pandemic screwed everything up, and we're going to see how many waves it's going to make until they have to add an 18th week. But so far, you know, surprisingly – you know what? It's it's wild how we've gone through this, but in, in a way it's still pretty impressive that I haven't had to forfeit a game yeah. or cancel a game. I really thought that the Titans were going to have to forfeit this game to the Bills. And in hindsight, I'm glad we didn't because we got to see like what type of team they are. And conversely, what type of team the Bills want to be, but they just aren't there yet. Their defense. So I would say this is probably the worst defense um, Sean McDermott has had on the field in in his few years. And I know like I I take a lot of it with a grain of salt on defensive end right now because pretty much every team but like three have a shitty defense right now. I think it's just a product of playing in a pandemic. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to hammer them too bad, but their defense has been a sieve for like three weeks. And they, you know, ever since that um, Rams game where they got, let them come back from 28, three or whatever it was, 28, seven or, and and like, they haven't been able to stop a soul. Um, So, and, 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 you know, this is, and we saw Josh Allen playing at an MVP level can overcome those. 
and Josh Allen playing at a, a, a above jo- what Josh Allen was the past <laughs> few years, but but not an MVP yeah. level. This is who they are. So they need him to play up, and, and you know they need him to not, not turn the ball over because the defense just isn't there right now. Yeah, I guess, and it's you know, I guess navigating Josh Allen is just going to be their whole season. Plus the defense. It's funny because like like you said three weeks ago, I remember like the first half of that Rams game, I tweeted like, man. The Bills' defense is just so efficient and just fundamentally sound. And then after that, it's just like, yeah. oh, they had been yeah. good since. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had some in, uh, injuries up the middle, but that they had everybody the last couple of weeks, and they, they yeah. still haven't been able to stop anybody. Uh, I mean, I, I just think with the Josh Allen thing, they did such a smart job get going out and giving whatever they needed to give to get digs. And you yeah, saw um, on Tuesday what, what when John Brown is not in the lineup, the field gets condensed so much more and it makes it so much harder on digs that like, I think that played a bigger role than like the national media will point out. I think not having him to give, you know, cause they go four wide more than any other team in the league. They had the first few, three, four weeks and without Brown out there, they couldn't do that. So Titans oh. were able to sit in the zone and be like, okay, go, okay, Josh, we're going to watch you not going to let you scramble and go yeah. ahead and find a hole. And he just can't, He's not that quarterback. He's not the quarterback no, that's going to no. have a 20-play drive where he just picks you apart on short slants all day. He's the no, anti-Drew Brees. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's the an anti-Drew <laughs> like, like, so he's just not that quarterback. And you saw that when he doesn't have one of those pieces, they can move the ball a little bit. I mean, I mean they outgained – part of it was because of turnovers, but they outgained the Titans in the game. It was just two bad turnovers and then a special teams uh, touchdown that, by the Titans that blew it open. But – I mean, I think they're a good team. I still think they're, you know, especially with, with New England having to play without Cam for one week, they get down two games in the division. That's, I mean, that's no joke coming back. So I still think they're the class of that division, but they got some problems like most teams. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, are, what are your thoughts right now on the Chiefs in terms of like, are you worried about them? And then do no. you believe, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not either. And do you believe in the Raiders? Um, I don't, I'm not worried about the chiefs, the chiefs. We have, we have this thing where we do this overreacting every year. Like the, the Patriots uh, were the number one example for 20 years with Brady. You figure out who you are in September and the beginning of October, and then you roll. And I'm not worried about the chiefs offense clicking. Patrick was off badly against the Raiders. Like he had, he had T.Y. on, like, I think I charted, like, three or four deep shots that he just just missed. Or, like, one – and the t- first touchdown got called back by a hold, and they shot themselves in the foot that game. So, A, I, no, I'm not worried about, about the Chiefs in, in the least. I think their defense, like, is like with a lot of them. They're going to figure it out as we go. But if, if Patrick misses four or five throws a week, then you can beat him. But if he doesn't miss four or five, if he misses two – you're still screwed. I mean, they still had a chance to win that game, even though yeah. he did not. He and, and let's be honest, we put him up to a high, high, high bar. So it's not fair for me to say, but he has not played that well to start the season. I, I mean, no, that's true. Yeah, just that's hasn't. True. Just, uh, and now, now, would you take him on your team over ever the corporate? Absolutely. He still played on, better than most, but he hasn't played to the level that we know he's able right. to play. He hasn't. He, oh, on his on his scale, yeah. Right, and he's not been, and he's not played Which better is, than yeah, Aaron like, Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Like yeah. he hasn't. So when he gets to that, and I do, I think it'll get there. They're still figuring out what what they want to do, and 
I mean, we could talk about the Le'Veon Bell edition. Um, I think Bell doesn't have it. I, I may call me a hater, you know, whatever. And maybe we'll see the anti-Gase uh, situation tenfold. But he just <laughs> doesn't have speed. He couldn't break a tackle to save his life. He tries hard. I'm not going to say the man works his ass off. And you could see it on plays. But I just think he's not running away from guys. Now, we'll see uh-huh. if, 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 he, if he can get um, – again, with a line that can actually block a soul – because right. you know the Jets couldn't block anybody, so maybe his style of approaching the line, and then he, he when he actually has a hole, he can hit it and maybe go forward. But the Jets, anytime he tried to get outside, nah, he was just like dragged down after two yards. It just wasn't there. So we'll see. I, I think I get why they wanted to make that addition, and I, I agree with it uh, that they probably needed something. I'm not sure yeah. he's the answer, but uh, you know, Clyde Edwards there. Um, so he, I mean, he came out the gate, but the last three weeks, it just, they just, their run game has been stymied and right. Darnell Williams is not the answer. He did not play, look good uh, trying to catch a couple of passes at the end of the Raiders game. Um, so I think that the run game needs to get a little bit more on balance so that it can open up the deep shots. And Patrick's just got to hit him. Like I said, he had three or four the other day that I was just like, damn, he just missed Hill deep, just missed him. Like just about three or four steps. And that usually doesn't happen. But with, Normal quarterbacks, that happens all the freaking time. We just right. hold him up to a, such a higher standard. And your other question, um, I do believe that the Raiders are a wild card team um, in the AFC. They can be. Um, I think, but the, here is the issue with the Raiders, is they played a perfect game for them against the Chiefs, and they have to play a perfect game to beat better teams. The reason they lost to uh, Buffalo is they turned the ball over. If, if Carr doesn't turn the ball over – and he plays a ball control offense, and they get 10-yard, 10-play, 75-yard drives, they can win. And I think Ruggs changes the complexion of that offense completely because, yes, this week was like the first time I can remember being like, damn, he went deep. Derek Carr went deep more than twice in one game, and we just hadn't seen that. So I think that with Ruggs on the field, maybe Derek's like, okay, I'll throw it deep. I'll, I'll do that. And it, that changes their offense and it gets them closer to, the, to what they want to be. But I still worry about that defense. Um, I don't know that they're going to hold up. Like I said, the chiefs moved the ball and, you know, made some, made some uncharacteristic miscues for them. Um, but we'll see. I, I, I need to see more out of the, the Raiders pass rush before I jump on board and like, they're going to compete with the chiefs. I don't see that now can they overtake like the Colts for the, the, cause I mean, we got to figure we got an extra wild card this year. So I got to go somewhere. Do I believe in the Raiders, the Colts or the Browns? I mean, those are your choices right now. So yeah, right. I, I think they're right in the mix. Luckily they're in the right, they're in the right uh, conference. Division. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I kind of switching over to the NFC. I mean, who would you say is pretty much the class of the NFC right now? I mean, Green Bay. Uh, I mean, it's probably out of Green Bay and, and Seattle, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, and I can't, I can't, I love, I mean, watching Seattle games is so fun. It's so yeah. ridiculous. I can't put them as like, I couldn't say they're the best team though, because their defense is so yeah. freaking bad, yeah. like so bad. And, you know, Russ is my MVP. And cause he's so fun to watch and he's so freaking good that it doesn't even matter that their defense is historically bad. Like yeah. as good as it was in the, the Legion of boom years, it's that bad right now. They cannot yeah. stop a soul. 
And it's just wild how they come back. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. It shouldn't happen. Like it, luckily for them, uh, Dalvin cook got hurt or otherwise they lose that game because yeah. he hits the hole on fourth and one that Alexander Madison missed. And that game is ill milked. And the, then Seattle's four and one tied with the Rams. Um, you know, I think every team, I think I would say to answer your question, I think the Packers are the class and only because Aaron Rodgers has been playing out of his mind. Good. Mm-hmm. Like if you told me that Aaron Rodgers is the MVP over Russ, I'd be like, I disagree with you, but I get it because he's been that good. And he hasn't had Devonte Adams for two and a half games. And that's really it. And he's, and now they've had a great schedule. They've, they've played some crap teams, the lions and the Falcons who are combined one and eight. So, I mean, they, they've had a pretty cushy schedule, but they, they've still done it without a lot of pieces and their defense is at least better than Seattle's right now and the rams are, are up there but i, I think you've you got to be more than four nfc east teams that's it <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that uh and then in the in the south like i think the the saints and the bucks are just going to keep going back and forth with like they look good they don't look good they look mm-hmm. good they don't look good yeah so like I, I just think that's the makeup of these teams right now um well, now we'll see if, if the if the Saints and we don't have to get into depth, so because you're going to go in obviously, but if they get Michael Thomas back with his head on straight, I think the last couple of weeks have done enough to solidify me as like okay, Breeze might be only able to throw deep once a game, but at least he's willing to throw more than six yards past the line of scrimmage now. Like the last couple yeah. of weeks, he was. I think he had like four passes over 15 air yards last week, which is fine, and he's getting more comfortable with Emmanuel Sanders, which I think is huge. But like he's not gonna, he's just not gonna go deep. I, there was a, uh, do you remember a couple of weeks ago against Dallas when uh, Jarvis Landry threw that touchdown pass? Yeah. Like yeah. he like tweeted like the next day. He's like, I threw one pass and I feel like I tore my uh, my my chest or something like that. And I feel like that's Drew Brees. He's like got one. He knows he's got one deep shot in him, and he's gonna feel sore shit the next day. But he's got, got a, one bullet. He's got one bullet. Like I don't know. He's like uh, he's like. Oh, he, like an old gunslinger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just one in the chamber, and he's got to just pick his right time because he knows he doesn't have another one. But like, as long as that's funny because right when time, you watch him, it's funny because when you watch him, it's looking like he's like, "Oh, do I do it now? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna throw it to Alvin Kamara to flex." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just got he's got one a game. If he goes deep three or four times a game, I'm gonna be like, "Wow, what happened?" But like, yeah. that's just who he is, and they can win. But like they have defensive issues. The Bucks didn't yes. play well this past week on defense. I was stunned that they let Nick Foles uh, come back at the end. I just they have a. I think they have a good defense, but there's there was just something about that game that they Carlton Davis was playing twenty yards off and just letting yeah. Allen Robinson catch thirty balls underneath. I, I don't. I didn't get that game plan, but you know whatever. Uh, it is what it is. And Brady. Brady is. I think people are giving Brady more shit than he deserves. Considering, oh, he's looking, yeah, he's looking, he's looked fine. Like yeah. he's thrown the ball deep well. Like he doesn't have the numbers because, frankly, half the, half of his deep shots have gotten DPIs and they don't show up in a in a stat book. Like he's he's thrown the ball very well. Like yes, he does. He struggled to maneuver the pocket more than he did in yeah. the past when he's pressured. Yes, of course, he's fucking forty three years old. He can't move. So like, of course, if you get pressure in his face, he's gonna suck. That's always been the case with Tom Brady. Always, 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 always. always. And the fact that they're three and two with, you know, after playing now a pandemic off season, no off season, he, you know, he was breaking the rules and going to freaking sand lots or whatever the hell they were doing at 
in the off season just to get working. Like, you know, I wouldn't be too worried about them if I were if I were a Bucks fan. I would be like, okay, we're where we're probably should be. It hurts that we lost the the division game to start the season. That probably hurts more than anything. Um, but I, I don't know. I think they're they're both playoff teams. And I'm actually, you know what, to stay there, just because I, I thought about it today. Um, I'm actually really, really, really impressed with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, man. Like, I don't believe they're a playoff team, but damn it, they play freaking hard. They got a lot of young guys. They're fun to watch. Their defense doesn't have a lot of pieces, but they fly around. Even if they miss tackles, you know, they're, they're there. Um, they're just kind of a fun, spunky team, and they haven't had a tough schedule, and I think it, they're going to collapse at some point. But, like, like they should have lost to the Chargers, but, like, stuff like that. Like, the record doesn't necessarily reflect, but they're fun. And I thought they would be one of the worst teams in the league. Teddy's managed the game very well. Like, he, we know he does. He, he's got a lot of yak guys. And, yep. and Robbie Anderson is actually becoming a wide receiver. Like, yeah. and it just proves that like Gase fucks everyone over because Everybody. He, he's just not, he, he'd shown this year that under rule that he can be more than just take the top off the defense. Hey, run the nine route, run the nine route, run, like just go deep. And if we get you once a game, we're happy. He can actually run routes. He, he, he reminds me of like what everyone wanted to Ted Ginn to be. Like yeah. everyone wanted Ted Ginn to be more than like the guy that goes deep. And after a while I was like, Oh, well, that's what you are. And like, that's what we kind of figured Robbie Anderson was, but he's actually not more like he's figured out that like, okay, they got to respect me deep. So if I break my route off and he is a coach that's willing to like put him in the spot and a quarterback that's willing to put it on him. Yeah. I think he's played really well com- compared to what his expectations is was coming in. I just think, I, I think they'll fall off, but like the, the fact that they're three and two out the gate is really, really impressive and kind of speaks to like the coaching staff. Um, and what they can be down the road when they get more pieces on defense and yeah and their offensive line has been actually more than the one of the more impressive groups because again I thought they were going they were going to suck on the whole line and they've actually protected and opened up holes and the fact that they're doing this without CMC is I think really impressive no it is it is and the you know that's who the Saints play after they get back after they get off their bye um, I want to quickly, I know you got to run soon, but I want to quickly hit a hit with you about some young quarterbacks in the league and, and just some quarterbacks in general, you know, we'll, we'll kind of do rapid fire. Let's talk very quickly, future of Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, Dwayne Haskins, Daniel Jones. Man. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, Matt Ryan, I, I just I looked at his contract today. Did you see what have you seen what his contract is if they get rid of him next it's year? It's like it's like they have I believe it's negative it's like negative forty four dollars in debt debt cap space. Yeah, forty nine million in debt cap space if they cut him next year. <laughs> so they gotta either find a trade part. I mean, this is okay. So assuming that so their their schedule goes from like one of the more difficult ones to like one of the easier ones. So if they end up outside the top ten, I don't see him moving on at all. But if they end up with the top two or three pick, which they're bad enough to um, I think that they have to take a quarterback. I, I, I just, you know, if they're one or two and there, there's a quarterback out there, I think you got to let the new, new regime have their guy. And maybe you've got to, you have to just bite the bullet and say, okay, Matt, you're going to have to help our, help our guy out. And, you know, maybe it's a situation where it's a two, a situation where the guy sits for a little bit and then starts, but like that situation, unless there's a, a team 
Now I haven't. I what I haven't done is look at what San Francisco's cap looks oh, next year. Oh, you were just and, you read my mind. And now, if they were willing to say, okay, we'll take X amount of the money off your off your plate, and we'll give you X pick or whatever, uh, maybe I could see that. Now that it would have to be a perfect situation, and they'd it'd have to be worth the money wise. But that's like barring that, I don't see how they just outright cut it. It just doesn't make sense financially. You might as well pay. You're paying the guy anyway. You might as well keep him in the roster. But I think they should, frankly, they should, if they get a, a, a new, I mean, when, when they get a new coach, new GM, they should let those guys. I hate when the guys come in and they're like, oh, this is what we got. Okay, we can't move anywhere. Well, you have the number two pick. You can move somewhere. You can, you know, plan for your future, not with a 38-year-old quarterback or whatever. Um, who else did you name? Dwayne Haskins. I think that situation is oddly fascinating and kind of sad to me because I really like Ron Rivera as a person but I kind of feel like he's screwing over Haskins for a pipe dream. Like he's looking at the NFC, like basically what he came on said is we have a chance to win the division because our division sucks. So I'm going to make a QB QB change. And what goes on said is I don't think this guy can make, uh, can win. We can't win with this guy. And it also yeah. goes on said is, well, if the Cowboys had just won a few games earlier in the year and they were four and one, then Haskins would still have his job. I just think it's kind of a backwards way to approach everything. If you don't want him as the quarterback, just say we're going in another direction. You, I think Ron Rivera has earned enough respect throughout the league that people will be like, he really doesn't like Haskins. He was put because now you're just defending him with the def, with the defenses he could have made in his in and of himself. This wasn't my guy. He doesn't have to say that, yeah. but he's not my guy. Like you could just not have said anything. But the way he framed it was just kind of shitty, in my opinion. And it's like, so if they get if they lose to the Giants with Kyle Allen, who is nobody's answer to anything. And, and then what, then you're one in five along with the giants in the basement and you're not coming back from that. Like, I know you're in a shitty division, but if they don't win out the next four games, then what was the point of all that? Like, if you want to get Alex Smith in there, then say, well, we really like Alex. We want to get him a chance. Didn't that look good to me? He did. He looked dead in the water to me. He was playing, you know, Aaron Donald jumping on his back from the, on the first series does not help oh. anyone. Oh, and you're boy. playing in a, basically a monsoon. So I don't know if I don't know if I should bash him for looking like he just missed a year with the most devastating injury anybody has returned from or like be like, OK, well, maybe he'll be better next time he gets on the field. I don't know. But I think for Haskins, he needs to play. The guy needs to play. He, he's he did. He started one year at Ohio State. He started not his uh, what, like seven games his rookie year. And he got four yeah. in this year. Like he needs to play in order to figure out. Nobody knows what he can be. He's got tools. He's got a big arm, but his feet are a freaking mess. He stares down his first reads like, like my kid oh. stares me down in the, in the middle of the night drinking a bottle. Like, <laughs> like Make your move, dad. Make your move. Like, like he just stares down his first read. Like I'm like, okay, if I was – the cornerback on the other side of the field is running over to, to tackle the guy already because he hasn't moved on. So he, but he needs, he's not going to learn any of that. You're basically saying if he doesn't, if you're not playing him, then you might as well cut him and let some other team pick mm. him up because he needs to play. He, he, you're not going to know what he is by sitting on the bench. And if you're, if Ron Rivera is telling us he doesn't have it, like then they just wasted another first round pick. Yeah. I think that's the case too. <laughs> Staff, yeah. So Stafford is an interesting one because he played well down the stretch last year or I'm sorry, he played well before he got hurt last year. And he doesn't, to me, look that healthy still. Like, I know everyone says he's 100%, he's 100%. 
you see him like kind of brace before he takes hits a little bit. Uh, I've noticed like, it just feels like he's like, I know I'm going to get hit, uh, like Winston as opposed to like, you know, you know, doing like Herbert did and like taking one on the chin and make a throw downfield. Like he, he's not doing that. And he's like kind of getting not, not sidestepping pressure in the pocket as well as he used to. So it's interesting to me. I want, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, well, you missed half a season. Like let's play through it. Um, but he's another guy that's been put in a shitty situation by his coaching staff. Like he's got to be perfect all game, every game, because his defense is so bad that like he turns the ball once over and you're like, well, there's the game, you know, like, and he, that's the kind of quarterback he's always been a guy that's going to take risks. So uh, his future, I think he's another one where there's a lot of money tied into it. They could get out of it and which it wouldn't be that bad if they had like a top pick and, you know, they had a quarterback in mind with a new, I don't see how Matt Patricia survives unless in my nightmare scenario, they have now the easiest schedule for the next like seven weeks and they win five games (laughs) and they're, they're like six and three or six in like six and five and like teetering on the edge. And it's like, Oh, look, Patricia can win games because it's bullshit. Like I, a few weeks ago, people were like all like changing the narrative on why um, Jim Caldwell got fired in Detroit and it was mostly because he can't win the big game. So if now Matt Patricia beats a bunch of schlub teams but lost all the good ones early in the year, then what, what was the point of it? So, like, I hope I kind of rooting for them to suck, frankly, at this point because they're not good enough to beat anybody good. They're, so, they're, so why not? Like, they're not a good team. Do you think – They're not. Do you think – because there was the – you know, and I don't know if it was posi- like draft positioning or what have you. Do you think – they regret like potentially passing on Tua. At, oh, maybe you could say Herbert, but I know the talk was Tua and all that prior to the draft at three. Because like right. I, I love Jeff Dokuda coming out, but he has he's not struggled. No, been he's good. struggled again. I, I mean, rookie cornerbacks. Uh, I think we talked about this last month. Cornerbacks the toughest position, and you're yeah. looking at a rookie yes. who coming in, put in a bad spot. No, no off season. Anyway, like I'm not judging a rookie corner until year two. Or That's two. fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. It's just not how I'm going to operate. And, and he's been put in a bad spot where, and you put him in a defense with no pass rush and ask him to cover <laughs> for six seconds. Like now you're a doubly act. And like, yes, he's looked from really bad on some reps. Like Devonte Adams made him look like a fool, but like Devonte Adams does that to good corners too. So I can't hate him on them too bad. Like, so I personally, did I kind of want them to ta- draft to a, yeah. Kinda, kinda did, but you weren't going to do that. The, the moment the ownership said you guys got to win or else it was out the window, they weren't going to draft a, a, you know, use their first round pick on somebody for, for somebody that they're not going to be here anymore when we don't win. So I don't think they regret it. No, as fans should be a little bit regret it. We'll see. You know, I, I did want to, I, I wasn't thinking they should give up on Stafford this year after how he played last year, but if he continues the trend that he's on to start this year um i don't see how you don't at least draft an heir and it's kind of the him the mats are in a similar situation where like they could easily be caddying for a rookie next year and on their way out the next the year prior the year after stafford's a little bit easier to trade or or cut but and, and he's younger so i think there'd be more teams like I don't know why I've had this like daydream the last few few weeks where like if Matthew Stafford was on the Browns right now, I'd be like, damn, they're so good. Like, I don't know. That's just what I think. I think he's a good enough quarterback to be a starter in this league for a better team. It's just not Detroit. Oh, yeah. And, and right. he's not good enough to care, that, overcome that, 
the issues, but he's good enough to lead a team that has the weapons around him. Yeah, I'd love him in New Orleans next year. Well, there you go. That, that's another option. Uh, I don't remember who was the fourth quarterback you mentioned. Uh, we'll be, we'll keep it quick because I know we, we know you got to head out. Uh, Daniel Jones. Oh, oh man, that one. I liked Daniel Jones last year a little bit because I just thought he showed enough in a bad situation. He has been freaking terrible. Bad. He's been terrible. Like just skittish. Like like he's just like a scared cat. Like like somebody gets close to him and he freaks out. It, it's like the, the Steelers broke him in week one, hitting him like 30 times. And like that rolling left and throwing that pick, just like he was over after that. He, I haven't seen him make one decisive throw the last like three weeks. It's always like it's in his head. He's not sure if he should do it. Uh, he doesn't. I mean, Jason Garrett's your coach. I would probably be thinking the same thing because Lord knows what that guy. But like uh, he just hasn't had confidence. He fumbles every I think he's had one game in his entire career without a, a turnover. Like he just doesn't protect the ball. He's got the tools. He's just not there with that team right now. I, I don't know. I think he, he could be one of those. He could end up being like a David Carr situation where people looked at him and they're like, you know, he's got the tools, but he just got hit so much behind a shitty offensive line that like, it just, he, he's just going to be broken forever. No, I hope funny. not because like he, like, he's put in a bad spot. No one blocks for him in his, in his best wide receiver and his top running back are gone. So I can see how he might like struggle, but like he just makes some throws that you're like, what on earth are you doing? I don't know why, but I, I get, it may not be fair to him, but I get some like Christian Ponder vibes from him. Mm. You know, I was going to say like a poor man's Jameis Winston, which is hilarious to begin with, like just the turnover <laughs> prone, but like, He'll make one or two passes. You're like, damn, but like not without Jameis's gun. So like, it's a little bit of a bad thing. I don't get the ponder vibes because ponder to me was like completely lost. Like I didn't, <laughs> you ever see Christian ponder and be like, I know they had like that, like one year where, he, but he just had like a BB gun for an arm. Like it doesn't, yeah, you just never saw it. You no, never saw I, ne- it, I never, I saw, see with Daniel. I, yeah. I, I, I've seen, I thought, yeah. You have seen glimpses, glimpses. Yeah. There's yeah, some spots sure. you're like, Oh man. You know, he, he threaded that ball in there on the sideline. Like, he's got that – he's got the arm and he's got the, the athleticism. He just doesn't protect the ball and he makes poor decisions. And, again, I, behind that offensive line, like, it's funny to me if you look at, like, the rookie uh, – t- the rookie left tackles that were taken and they're all playing good except for the one Dave Gettleman drafted. Andrew Thomas? Like, yeah, he's not played well. Like, now can he turn it around? It's five games in his rookie year, for, to be fair. But when you compare him to, like, Werfs – and Becton and all the other guys that went like right after him, like what's his name in Cleveland? Like, uh, well, Wil- Wilts, Willis, yeah. Whatever. Uh, so, like, those guys, like, I mean, he picked the wrong, like, it just feels like right now he picked the wrong one. So, like, playing behind that line, like, yeah, it sucks, but like, I hope he's not damaged beyond repair. But th- right now, he's been one of the probably worst three quarterbacks in the league. And they have scored like what two touchdowns in like four weeks. Disgusting. That's insane. They, like, That's the, nuts. The Cowboys were like the were the worst defense in the league. He had zero t- t- passing TDs, and they scored what on an end around to a tight end end around and like and like a kickoff return or something. Like they just couldn't score and move the ball. Like I it just t- to me, it epitomized. He had a chance, got the ball back with like a minute and forty left against the Cowboys tie game. Yeah, at worst, right? You should you should be taught going it should go to overtime get one first down two first downs and nope they they went 
they, they I think they went four and out. They got one first down on the first play, and then they they screwed up and they gave the ball back to to the Cowboys with a minute left. Like, come on, man! Like, you got to make a play. Like, you shouldn't be losing that game in in, in regulation at least. It just didn't make sense. That that to me typified him as a quarterback right now. And if he if he doesn't turn around soon, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, you tell me. I don't know the answer, but like you're number one, you got the number one pick. You're bye. He's done. Bye. bye. Yeah, he's done. Even same like the Jets, like same with the Jets. Like even if even if the I wouldn't even. I mean, I don't know. Let, let's say the Giants got the second pick, right? Like, are you keeping Daniel Jones over, say, like Justin Fields? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think. So. I mean, okay, me or you. I would say frick no, but I, I'm not the one who drafted him, and I'm not Dave Gettleman with this old school weird mentality where it's me against the world every time, and I've got to you know I can't admit where I'm wrong. Yeah, I got to prove unless something. it's unless it's sarcastic or sarcastically like oh I guess I'm wrong. Like I, so, I would he? I don't know, man. I, I would not bet, be willing to bet that he'd give up on Daniel Jones after two years, but he should. I, in my opinion, he should. And I think like here's the thing, like say whatever you want about him as like as a coach, but I think Cliff Kingsbury like gave you the thing that Ryan and I have talked about is, or he bring, brings it up is what, what was it Ryan? Like the, the sunken fallacy analysis or. Yeah. 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 Sunken fallacy. So Cliff Kingsbury, Kingsbury realized quickly that Josh Rosen just wasn't it. Right. Um, and they got the number one pick and instead of doubling down on a bad pick, they drafted Kyler Murray. And, you know, I know he's had some issues throwing the ball, whatever, but obviously you, like we've seen enough from college and right. like, he is the truth. Like there's no, and so to have that, I won't say like bravado, but just to have that gumption to just be like, this, 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 this isn't our guy. We're going to draft. And Ryan and I bring this up all the time because the saints have doubled down in terms of their evaluation of like Andres Pete. And it's like, right. well, they drafted him you know, top, you know, first round pick. And then even though he hasn't played extremely well over his career that when he was a free agent, like they signed him to this long deal. And it's like, why is he still playing? Like when he gets hurt and his replacements come in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, but they, they can't let it go. And so I, and I think that's a huge thing for a lot of most teams, most teams in NFL, they they can't just let it go. Um, So yeah, it's it's weird. And if David Gettleman's still the GM of the Giants, even if the Giants get have, have like a second overall pick, like I can see them just doubling down on Daniel Jones. And it's just like, yeah, but why? I mean, it's those situations with like the coach and the GM. Like, are you can you fire Dave Gettleman next year because he just hired a coach? Because that or are you going to hire a coach that yeah. doesn't like his, uh, a GM and then it, you're going to force a coach on him? This is the Jets now, now situation the Jets. all over again. Yeah, now yeah. you're the Jets. <laughs> so it's screwed up. It's totally screwed up. But that's that's the way a lot of these teams operate. Like, I, there's too many to recount that they do the same shit over and over and over, and never learn from the other person's mistakes. So, all right, Patra, thanks for I coming on, man. It. We don't, I know, we know you got to go. We could freaking talk football for for hours, but we don't want to take up too much of your time. We know you got to go. Um, we appreciate you coming on, man. You're always welcome. You're like family when you come on. Um, so, anytime you're you're free or available, just know that you you have a spot on the show. Appreciate it, man. Have a good Thanks, Kevin. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed it. Have a good one. You too, Matt. Peace. Peace. Peace.
All right. So thanks for Kevin, Mr. Patra, for coming on, shooting with us. Um, so real quick, we know people have been asking us about it. Let's dive into, a, we'll dive really quickly into the, the Mike Thomas saga. And then we'll dive into this whole Saints going to play at Tiger Stadium and like the Saints Twitter. There's a lot. Like there's, it's just, it's just messy. Ryan, they won on Monday. They won Monday Night Football in exhilarating fashion, a game that they probably should have lost. They should have been going into the bye week on cloud nine. You're getting your star receiver back after the bye. Like, kumbaya, like, we're going to start rolling off some wins. Not the Saints. Can't be them. Nope. (laughs) So we hear, like, so we are, Ryan and I are both avid Jeff Duncan haters like big block whatever but after the Monday night football game like there's whispers and Ryan and I have we haven't said really on the pod but like it felt really weird to us that a fight happened and it caused like a suspension which actually technically wasn't a suspension whatever but it just we I felt like there was more because fights in practice happen on teams all the time so then it comes out that like there's more like the team has had issues with Mike Thomas or the, the not taping his ankle up right him being paranoid for them going through his mail and you know the, <laughs> the what that sounds like like paranoid delusional shit like I don't like that's some shit I deal with with some of my clients <laughs> like um, what's going on here man I, I don't even know like. I don't even know where, and then there's like these like sub tweets on like Instagram and then Thomas Morstead like is like subs tweeting the Bible to him. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, Thomas just got Morstead out here, out here like cook. Yeah, he like Brandon Cook dropping hit. I'm Uh-oh. like, what's going on? Pull, pull the arrows out. Like, <laughs> I don't know, Ryan. I, make it make sense. I don't know. All I, all I will say on this situation is this. And me and you said it on Twitter, and I know our, our, you know, Chris, the youngest fucking, one of the youngest members of Saints Twitter, like, put it out there in the ether. If Mike Thomas was traded in, like, a year or two, and if Sean, obviously, if Sean Payton's still the head coach of the team, I would not be shocked one bit. I just, they're just, I'm not saying that whatever Jeff Duncan is saying is true, but what I am saying is that there is too much smoke for not, for there not to be any type of fire. Right. Right. And I mean, like I said, we've seen this movie before. Sean Payton will, you, you can, he could love you, but you, he will sour on you extremely fast. You know, we saw it with Jimmy Graham, you know, him, you know, Sean Payton uh, going to arbitration hearings and basically making the presentations against, presentations against Jimmy Graham. Had, you know, had, the, had the PowerPoints out, bro. Had the PowerPoint presentations out and everything. You know, Jimmy wasn't feeling that. Then, you know, the season comes around. Jimmy is dunking the dunking the uh dunking the uprights twice in the preseason game, getting flags on purpose. You know, you could tell and you know, Sean Payton soured on him, soured on him quick, traded him. You know, Brandon Cooks started talking about, you know, hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta get fed. Close mouths that don't get fed. Close mouths don't get fed. You know, he started getting a little choppy. And Sean Payton loved Brandon Cooks. Like, you could, Sean Payton. Loved him, bro. 
he drafted Cook at the combine. Like, yes, he, he, like, he loved him. Just like that sound on him. He loves Mike Thomas. He is a Mike Thomas. I mean, Mike Thomas by the man Jays. And, and Sean Payton wears those Jays faithfully. Them things dirty as a mug. Now he's wearing them. <laughs> so it's like, like, and all oh, that's fine, but like, Sean Payton, man, he will he would just sour on you and move on. Like, especially as a wide receiver. And you know, and then they've shown the past couple of weeks, like, you know, offense can function without you. It's not, you know, it's not perfect, but they'll figure out a way. Now, I don't want to see my time is traded. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying you as a Saints fan, you need to just equip yourself and get yourself ready that it could happen. Prepare yourself. Cause I, I if things like here's the way I see it. If he comes back and they start rolling off wins, they start humming and things are better, you know, I think this all this shit goes away, right? Because we yeah, there was there was a little bit of this with the Alvin Kamara situation when when he yeah. was trying to get paid, but I yeah. feel like this Mike Thomas thing is deeper than than the AK situation. Like it, it's not it's, a, it's, it, AK was just purely about money, money, right? right. This feels messy. Mike Thomas is one of the highest paid wide receivers in the league. He, you know, it's not about money. He's just, you know, it's just personalities. He's a he's a He's, he's an, an alpha personality. He's an alpha dog. And so is Sean. And so is Sean. You know what I'm saying? So this is what happens. I mean, we know, you know, the diva, the diva receiver. You know what I mean, it's, it's, this has been around in the league for, you know, decades. So, you know, how does Sean manage it is, manage it is the question. I think it's just, I think like we talked about on, I think last on the podcast before, the team is just tight. It's tight, bro. Thank you. They have things haven't looked great. They're you winning, can, but you know the winning, the wins aren't great. It's just the team is just tight right now. You can feel it. You can, you can feel, feel it. it. So I mean, I, I just you know just I wouldn't overreact to it too much. I mean, but just keep an eye on it and just prepare yourself, Saints fans. Just you know, I remember how I felt when Jimmy Graham got traded. Ooh, and I was like, I felt boy. like one of my homies died or something. You know, what I'm man, saying? I was hurt. <laughs> Ryan, like I, I, I told you on the pod, like I felt more heartbreaking when he got traded than I felt with like breaking up with people in the past. Like, right, exactly. it just tore my heart out. And so, what Ryan and I are trying to say is that if if you see that that tweet from Schefter in a year or two, like don't be surprised and like it, it's it's gonna be okay. It, it, it will be. Um, also, okay. So we'll, that's enough about Mike Thomas. We're going to end with this. So the Saints have been steadfast about asking the city of New Orleans to allow fans, you know, into the Superdome for games. And, you know, the mayor has pushed back and said, you know, not, not now. It's now, it's not the time. So then they want to say like, well, if we ain't going to play in the Superdome with, you know, the fan, the allotment of fans we, we want to have there, we're going to go to Baton Rouge we gonna go to Tiger Stadium and have fans at Tiger Stadium for our games. And the mayor was like, all right, bet. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Okay. Like, and so then today, like the, the Saints official Twitter account, like I had to check it to see who was tweeting it, like was posting like these statistics of like teams that have had fans and like, I, I thought my boy Repo, you know, Alex Repo was like being held hostage. I, was, I, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. just a mess. And all this is going on 
in a pandemic, we have like a team like the Falcons who just had to shut down because yeah. four of their players tested positive. The Titans just had literally like 20 plus players and, and coaches just finally getting over a pandemic. Like, I don't understand like what the, the rush is to allow fans back into the Superdome. And then a, a, a point that you made on Twitter, which is so salient, is like, imagine being a fan going to a game and you see like fucking Marshawn Lattimore get cooked. And you, <laughs> and then you leave, and you got like a hundred and six degrees fever. Like yeah, what? You got a fever that you know, and then you you didn't infected your your grandma. Your grandma, <laughs> your grandma got to go to the hospital just because you won't go watch the Saints. Come on, man! I, I don't get it. I really don't. And it, it's it's just so crazy. And you know, I, like get, I get, I, I trust me, I get it. I know there are plenty of fans that are you know willing to you know just make the risk assessment and go see the team and, you know, that's what they want to do fine. And, you know, if the Saints want to make that happen by going to Baton Rouge, then okay, then they go and do it. But what I think they were trying to do is try to, uh, you know, they were trying to pull one to try to force American Trail's hand by coming public like that with it. And she don't play like that. Like that's cheap, you know, don't try to call her hands publicly. Like you want to take it on the back channels, okay. But you try to put it in the news, you really, you really gonna put her in, a, in like a, you know, a cat against, you know, in a suck in the corner. She ain't gonna budge. You know what I'm saying? Now you definitely ain't gonna have nobody. You might not get nobody in the, in the Superdome for the rest of the year. You know, so I didn't like that move. I thought that was stupid. I thought it was ignorant. And you gotta understand, the mayor is the mayor has to think about the entire city. And she, she, you know, there's already thousands of businesses that are still closed that have to abide by the protocols that she put in place. It's not fair for her to make a little exception for the New Orleans Saints, you know, even though, you know, it's the adored team, you can't just, you know, you can't just do that and just say, okay, we're special, give us a special exemption. When you've had, you know, huge events canceled, uh, people, you know, people invested millions of dollars in things, all that's gonna push aside. You got Mardi Gras probably gonna be canceled next year. You already have mm. Mardi Gras parades, fame, big now I'm talking. Is not going to be in a, not, it already canceled for next year. You know what I'm saying? So, no, you know what I'm saying? They, they just have to be, I think they should have been a little more diplomatic about it instead of just firing off tweets and all that stuff. It's like, come on now, you know, and don't just step, and don't, don't, why step into that water? The, the COVID 19, I mean, it, it's, it's so toxic. It's political now. It, it's mm. been political for a while. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hot button issue. You got a presidential election coming. Mm. It's like, like, don't step in those waters, man. And they just step right in there, like, hey, right on the bar, we they just walk right into it. Just, 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 like, sw- just swimming in the swamp, just like <laughs> backstrokes. <laughs> just be patient, be patient. Megan Trail, she's already moved to phase 3.2 this weekend from 3.1 last week. Just be patient, be patient. The time, may, maybe it will, maybe it won't. We'll see how the, you know, this is a novel disease. We have to see how it goes. Maybe in a week or two, maybe in a month, or maybe not. But you just have to just roll with it and see. Oh, if not, in Baton Rouge, welcome. Okay, go and play in Baton Rouge, you know? But uh, don't make this big, you know, this big public thing like this. It, I was like, oh, man, Saints, what y'all doing, bro? What are y'all doing? Like, why? <laughs> like, what, bro? I don't get it. Why? Um, they, they can't be normal. Uh, they, in, you know, I had to retweet your tweet or quote tweet your tweet from four years ago. Like, 
it's always something. It, like always some shit, bro. Scandal, drama, something, something. Them, them losing in the I've most. I've forgotten. Hard- I've forgotten fix scandals with this team. <laughs> I keep bring up something. I forgot about that. You know what was funny though is like when Greg Banzel or, or Benzel or whatever was like putting out those statements. I was like, ain't you the one that like talked to like the yeah. Catholic Church? Like maybe you oh, should. Yeah. <laughs> That, that gets forgotten. That's another. That's another scandal. You know what oh. I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Coach Payton popping Vikings. Uh, shit. Oh. We that's, got so many. That's our team, though. Um, but anyway, we want you know. So, like I said, we know it's the bye week. Um, we just kind of do a quick recap of all this crazy Saints news. Uh, Kevin came on. We we wanted to do longer with Kevin, but his time was limited. We wanted to talk more. You know, talk more teams around the NFL, but we, you know, we got as much in as we could. Um, hopefully, maybe this week we'll have a, you know, we'll have another episode talking about something, even if it's not Saints football related. But as always, we appreciate all our listeners. We appreciate our, our Patreons. Uh, like I, I know, I feel like I keep repeating it yes. that, but shit is on the way. Like yes. R- Ryan and I are finalizing plans of hopefully getting a um, a new hopefully a, a new updated logo also getting everything down regarding merchandise. Um, so it's, it's in the ha- it's in the works. So please just be patient with us, at, you know, but we do appreciate all the support that we're getting right now. Like we, also, we really pre- Hey, listen, send some recommendations too. things y'all think would be cool. Let us know, you know? Yeah. So we, you, obviously we have a, our Twitter page at saints, at Saints Twitter Pod Pod, so you can hit us on Twitter. Also, we do have the Instagram uh, live as well. That's at Saints Twitter Podcast. Um, you can follow Ryan on Twitter. Send him a DM um, at that boy Wolf. I guess you could follow me on Twitter. Um, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> you know what? Don't just just stay with our our just our account. Don't 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 follow Adam. Don't do it. Uh, probably for the best. Um, but we do have more, you know, we do have more stuff coming. And then Saints fans, today's Thursday. Enjoy enjoy football this week. Like, enjoy mm, it. Bet it's, it's to me, it's one of the best week, the the, the best football weeks of the year, bro, of the season. LSU not playing either for y'all LSU fans, man. Oh, oh man. Just just enjoy it. Uh and just t- take it for granted, you know. Don't take it for granted because I know next Sunday, when, oh, here we go again. They're playing the Panthers. It, just, just chill. Just chill. Things are gonna be all right. Um, and even if things aren't in terms of the team, like if shit goes crazy, I mean, the trade deadline's coming in a couple of weeks. So if something crazy were to happen, like I don't see it happening. But let's say like Mike Thomas got traded. You know what? It'd be. It's gonna be all right. Like it's. It's. It's cool. Like. It goes on. Enjoy, enjoy the fun, man. Enjoy the craziness. That's it. Like just laugh, <laughs> just laugh. Just it's yeah, entertainment. Man. It's literally entertainment. Crazy, that's, just, that's it. That's all it is. You a um, fan of a crazy ass team? Just crazy. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck were we thinking, bro? <laughs> what were we thinking? All right. So with that, we're gonna get out. Uh, we appreciate the support as always. With that, we're out. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.